0: Welcome to the What If We Loved podcast with your hosts, Bruce and Shay Mason and Janie Giebelhaus. This is a show where we explore what the love of the Father really looks like. We want to help you enter into a deeper experience of the Father's love so you can better know who God is, who you are, and how to live a life in love every single day. Welcome back to the What If We Loved podcast with Bruce
1: and Shay and Janie.
0: How are you guys today?
1: Great. Yeah. Such a beautiful day yeah. in Raleigh.
2: Doing well. Can't wait to get out for a long walk with
1: the dog.
0: I know. It's in the <laughs> 70s. with well, February 70s. Loving it. I mean, come on. How good is that? <laughs> 80s tomorrow. Well, today we wanted to talk to you about the incredible revival that's happening at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky. It's been, I guess, exactly two weeks now since this revival broke out.
1: Yeah, and we're recording this on Wednesday, the 22nd, even though you guys won't be hearing this for a little tr- bit. Right. That's right. So as
0: of today, it's two weeks. And it, it has um, generated a ton of interest. It's been... All over social media. So it, this is a new thing for our era, right? That actually revival, yeah, like weekly we televised and TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal, and people came from all over the world as well as all over the country to this. And as you can imagine, it's created a lot of opinions mm-hmm. on what's really going on, and there's a lot of um, you know people. On all kinds, you know, the, the, what I love about a move of God is actually it does that. When mm-hmm. God moves, it shakes us up. That we're f- we can't just be neutral about it. Right. We have to respond in some way. And often how we respond can be a window into where we are personally. With well, God. and a,
2: a move of God, a genuine move of God is never going to look Exactly like what we imagine it should look like.
0: Right. There's not really a formula. God doesn't right. operate by formulas. We try to put God into formulaic boxes, but he really doesn't move that way. You can yeah. see that throughout Scripture. Every time he moves, there may be some themes that are similar, but how he moves, where he moves, the way he moves, it's always different. Hmm. You know, when Jesus himself came, nobody expected...
1: To look the way it did. To look did. the way it did. <laughs>
0: Even though it actually was written in Scripture nobody you know well not nobody but but the people who should have known so the pharisees and the teachers right. of the law they didn't see it coming
1: yeah
0: and then when when love itself when god himself was staring them in the face in right. the eyes they didn't recognize him
1: yeah and so we see a lot of people today just criticizing this movement mm-hmm. because they, it's not how they imagined it would look but then it's hard because it's like well what if this is how god wants it to look and then it's hard for us to all get like judge Right. Is this or is it not? Right. It's. I mean, yeah. we are supposed
2: to discern.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. We have to always test the Spirit. So I think, I mean, the health, it's very healthy that when something like this breaks out and, and it seems to be a move of God, that we say, okay, let's take a step back. Let's actually evaluate a little bit about what's going on. But at the same time, let's not put our own... Mm. Let's evaluate ourselves as well. Right. That's really important. Yeah. Because our expectations of how God might Mover act may not actually be in alignment with what he's doing,
2: right?
0: Mm-hmm. And so it's really important. But anyway, this revival um, it broke out after um, just an ordinary chapel service. Apparently, that's what all the accounts have said. Now sh- we should say that that none of us have been there, so we're speaking from a place of having lots of, watched lots of videos. Yeah, you know, watched the actual worship, spent time actually we- worshiping via YouTube. we know
2: people who have been there since we know people, here yeah. who did make the trip up. yeah there. very good friends who were there
0: so we have firsthand accounts of it of it entirely you know it's interesting just as an aside you know a lot of people felt moved by god to go to actually be there mm-hmm. i didn't experience that same sort of you know push to go what i felt in my heart is god wanting me to pray to pray for them, pray for those students, to pray that they would experience the fullness of what God was seeking to do with them. And it brought me this joy, I had all this joy in my heart to be able to pray for them, and just just to intercede for them. And I sensed a sense of God's joy in what he was doing. Mm -hmm. That he was actually, he was joyful about what they were experiencing, and there's a whole range of things they were experiencing which we can talk about. But he's also just joyful because God is joyful. Hmm. And he loves to do what he does. And he and that he was really enjoying what he was doing there. Yeah. And choosing that place at this time and those young people in this generation that he really was enjoying and delighting in what yeah. he was doing. Yeah.
2: I had a strong sense of just God's love for that generation mm-hmm. and that... You know, you hear a lot of people complaining about Gen Z and, oh, they're all selfish and caught up in their TikTok and, but he, he loves them and he's not going to abandon or forsake them.
0: Yeah, right.
1: What I love too is I think in this culture where there is a lot of emphasis on fame in Christianity, I don't know why, maybe it's always been that way. I just never recognized it when growing up and now I feel like I recognize it, but even in the midst of that, and even in the midst of the reputation of Gen Zers having this fame hungry, you know, status hungry, um, I guess reputation, mm-hmm. that when I watch clips from Asbury, I sense that these people don't seem to care. Like they're they they do not seem to want the attention. They've mm-hmm. there's been records of them telling news companies not to come. Um, because they don't want to shut down what's happening. Yeah, they told Tucker they,
0: Carlson's crew yeah. not to come. Yeah, yeah
1: they've demonstrated over and over that they're not... They've told people not... They'd rather have them worship and be on their knees than film a live stream. They've vocalized over and over that their goal is not to become famous. And so I think it goes against the grain of what we think of with Gen mm-hmm. Z. Mm-hmm. And yet... It's exactly what we need. It's ex- it's this breakthrough of this isn't about fame. This isn't about trying to become status hungry like God works whether or not it's on TikTok or it's on social media. Like he he's able to penetrate culture. He's able to get through and and show himself whether or not we have the views yeah. or, you know what I mean? So it's it's been really breathtaking to me to see not only is God doing his work, but he's doing it in a way that flips people's perception mm-hmm. of a generation on its head, because everyone views this generation as so fame hungry, mm-hmm. and they have proven over and over that they don't seem to care. Yeah, I love you know? that.
2: It seems really pure and heart. Yeah,
0: that's one of the things that that um, that purity, really, mm-hmm. that we were talking about, Janie, is is something that I've heard a lot of people talk about with this revival. Just the fact that this is there's something authentic not fame-crazy, mm-hmm. not seeking attention, wanting actually all the attention to be on God rather yeah. than anything human. Even as things are happening in that setting, people are getting saved, people are getting healed, people are getting delivered, people are having really deep encounters with God, people have, are, are having their lives turned upside down in the best possible way. All this stuff is happening, happening but nobody really wants to draw attention to themselves in this.
1: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all
0: about glorifying the, the goodness and kindness yeah. and love of God.
1: Yeah. And even from what I've seen with people that get up and worship, it's not, you know, their show. It just feels I haven't seen every, you know, yeah. set or, and I, who am I to judge even if I were to see every set, we'd never know people's hearts. But just what I've been sensing in the spirit is it just doesn't feel like it's really about them. Mm-hmm. Like they really are just surrendered to God, wanting to worship him. Maybe that's what our country needs is Just these groups of people who are just all just desiring to worship God and to be in his presence and that's it. Like there's nothing there's no ulterior motive.
0: I think that's the sign really of a of true revival.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not Mm -hmm. are we adhering to the formula of how we you know we've heard people teaching, well this isn't true revival because it doesn't have X, Y, Z components to it. Yeah. You know, and there's many components. It's not worth going through all those components really. But what is the heart of it? what's happening with all of them. And, and true revival, there's a unity there, and, and we're talking about this. If True revival is a movement of God where it's bringing people together, bringing the body together, drawing other people into yeah. it. All.
2: Transcending denominational yeah. boundaries. It's
0: not just about salvations, although that's a part of it. It's about strengthening, ultimately strengthening, <laughs> growing the body Right. which is something that, that is an internal thing that happens within the body because the body can get dry or legalistic or just diverted on little rabbit trails on issues that aren't core issues. So there's a renewal of the body. But the other thing is then there is the renewal of the world as well. So there's the internal then there's the external. So as this revival spreads and people go out... Then people come into face and face counter encounter with the love of God through those who are being renewed and revived.
2: Right, and and that's the thing we don't know yet what that's going to look like. Right, mm-hmm. we can see that the, something beautiful is happening, but time will tell where this goes, where it spreads, and how many people may come to know God's love through this.
0: Yeah, that's so why I, I have I have a real problem when people. When there are things like this that happen and the people are immediately jumping into their armchairs and critiquing things that are happening when it's things are so fresh and so new, who knows what fruit could or could not potentially come out of what's happening right and,
1: here. And even if it's only... I mean, at what point do we get to limit... What point do we get to define revival as... Over 200 people, over 2,000 right, people right. affected, over 200,000 people affected. At what point do we just say, okay, God, if you're calling the survival, all we need to know is God's moving. Yeah. And whether it's 2,000 people or 2 million people affected, if God is moving, why aren't we behind it? Like, right. it's just yeah. so simple. We don't need to define it as, oh, it's survival if it's, you know, spreads this amount. It's, we're just... Cheer them on. E- like
2: every yeah, person that thing. gets touched by God's heart matters. Yeah. Well,
0: and that's what I was feeling about this. Is that I just wanted to cheer them on. I wanted mm-hmm. to pray that they would experience it. this. This these kids, this generation, they're experiencing something that they're longing for. That yeah. that I long for too. But but he was doing it. God's doing it there. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. You what know, a gift. It's it, and everything that God does there is going to bless. It's like this picture of the body, right? Mm-hmm. That when one part of the body hurts, the rest hurts. When one is, um, you know, rejoicing, the rest rejoices. That idea that this part of the body, that place, is in a place of rejoicing so and experience and encounter. So let's them. rejoice with them.
1: <laughs> if they're experiencing so much yeah. of God and they're telling us, like, why are we doubting it? Why are we saying, oh, are you really experiencing God? It's like.
0: And who are we to say like, that? Exactly. Anyway. Right. Yeah, like if, maybe if,
2: it's not. The kind of music you would want to see at a revival or, you know, you can come up with all sorts of things, but but look what's happening to these kids.
1: Yeah. That's what
2: matters. And
1: there is like probably a protective part of us that we'd want to protect people from anything that's not truly of God. Right. But ultimately, even in our best efforts, we could never totally decide what is of God and what it's... Something can be... The most theologically sound and still they just don't know. And so we have to let God clear that up for them with discernment and we can try our best to help, but it's for us to come in and just say, Oh, this isn't revival because it hasn't followed this criteria that we've seen in the past. And it hasn't, mm-hmm. there's not this and this. And that. It, it just feels like, are we belittling their transformation where they're, they're actually like experiencing healings and, you know. Yeah, freedom. Freedom, yeah.
2: All sorts of things.
0: And I, I love when you look at the Holy Spirit coming at Pentecost.
2: Mm-hmm. Pentecost,
0: There was no grid for what happened. <laughs> right. You know, there were, they didn't have a grid for it. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit comes and tongues of fire, and you know, they, they hear a blowing of a violent wind and tongues of fire are appear over their heads. Well, Where's that written in scripture? You know, if you want to put it that way, this is a this is something the Holy Spirit's doing, and then all of them begin to speak in tongues, and there's debate whether it's it was tongues um, of actually other that like if people were hearing them speak in their own language, or if they were hearing them what they were speaking, they were interpreting in their own language. It's kind of that's a whole topic for theologians to discuss. But anyway, um, the point is that this is all happening. This had not happened before. God was choosing at this point. It was promised by Jesus that the Holy Spirit would come, and then people think they're nuts.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. What's the first reaction of people in the crowds? They're saying they <laughs> they're drunk. They've had too much wine. You know, not, I mean, not everybody, but there's a group of people that saw this as ridiculous.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then Peter gets up and preaches and he gives an explanation for what people are seeing, and he quotes out of Joel, and he says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. All people. All people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young and men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke and the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So he gives this as his lead preach, essentially, that this is what's going on. Do we believe that wouldn't possibly go on now? That this kind of stuff would happen? Mm -hmm. This is a promise of what's to come. And then he explains to them about um, you know, that this all happened because of Jesus. Mm. That is Jesus of of Nazareth, who you crucified, by the way. This all came because of him. And so he's talking about this and as a result of his teaching then, you have 3,000 people, I think it says, uh, who ended up Um, coming to the Lord that day. And then, yeah, 3,000. But then there was this other part to it, that as a result of this outpouring of the Holy Spirit, this revival, there's fruit that comes out of it. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. So there's a signs and wonders component to this. It says that uh, all believers were together, had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. This is just an expression of beautiful love right Mm -hmm. there. And every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts. So there's a fellowship component that's happening. And they praise God as they eat together. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts and they enjoyed the favor of all the people. So there's favor on them. And then the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. So it's not that Pete, this Holy Spirit comes, Peter preaches a formulaic message, people get saved, and then that's all that happens. Mm-hmm. There's something more, there's some, there's a depth to revival, which is why when we look at what's happening, and we can, we can talk about different definitions of revival, there's the internal revival, but then there's also this corporate larger mm-hmm. revival as well. But what happens here is not just a preaching of a script and then people getting saved. It's an actual entire heart change that's Mm. taking place. That people's hearts are radically changed and now they are moved to love and to share the reason for that love.
2: And that's the exciting
0: part to think about. Oh, yeah.
2: Where, if that's what's been going on in Asbury, it it looks like what we've been saying where is that going to go? Yeah, and even now, as they the as the university has sort of they're decentralizing the revival is what they've said, not ending it. Although a lot of news entities kind of reported <sighs> it that way, they're not stopping it, but they're decentralizing it. And what's going on on campus now this week is only open to students, uh-huh. I believe. Oh, but all of those people who. Came, or many of them received something really mm-hmm. precious. Yeah. So now what happens is they take that out into the world that so desperately needs the thing that they carry now.
0: Yeah, and you received a message from someone who was ex- expressing just that, that something yeah. was so precious, so beautiful. That, that she couldn't even that. put words to it yet.
1: Mm. Well, we felt that too, even just watching mm. it. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Bullshit and I were in tears when we were yeah. watching.
1: Yeah, and it was weird because, I mean, when you look at it, Logically, there's nothing different, and then you you just—it says something in your heart. You just something changes. Yeah. It's like I don't know what's happening, but there's something really unique about what's going on, and Mm -hmm. you can tell even just through the video, or at least I could. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: We definitely
2: could feel that way. It was tangible what was going on
0: there. Yeah, we just played that. What one of the videos of recording in the at our at our uh, connect group. We have a group that meets at our house, and we just played that for mm-hmm. a big chunk of it and it was really powerful just participating in what god was doing
2: wherever he's doing it because yeah. you don't have to be present in a building or on a campus to receive what god's doing
0: mm-hmm. which actually leads to another thing i just wanted to reflect on for a minute it's been interesting to see people's different responses to this as we've already talked about you know some people have been very critical some people have been just genuinely overwhelmed. I think we, we just talked about, it, experienced a little bit of that. But of course, we weren't there. So I can't even imagine what it was like if we mm. were actually there. But nonetheless. Um, and then the others, I think, have just dismissed it outright. And then some people, I think, went just because they like to go to the places where there's revival. There's a certain mm-hmm. group of people out there that might be a little bit of a revival chaser. You know, but
1: worst things to chase. Worst yeah. things to chase. <laughs>
0: but what wh- whatever, you know, whatever the reason, or whatever your response, uh, I think the the number one thing is just always just reflect back on ourselves in our own hearts. Yeah. yeah. What is it about this move of God that's that's challenging me, that's drawing me? What is it that God might be saying to me through this? Mm-hmm. And. As, as you listen to that, then, well, what is it that God might be wanting to change in me? Yeah, for me,
2: Lord, right now. Right.
1: That's a great point. Just looking in, just having Him show us what's going on in my heart mm-hmm. that I'm having these thoughts about this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's, that's actually a good thing to think about with anything in life, not just with revival. So, why do we react that we react um, to things that happen in our life?
2: Well, and also the, you know, you hear some people reacting that, oh, well, I can't support what's going on because of the types of people that it attracted. Well,
1: you Ugh, don't know. Jesus attracted
2: prostitutes. Right. Like,
1: you know,
2: I, you yeah. don't know the reason why those people came, and maybe they really needed what was right. going on there. And,
0: well, you also can't categorize a movement based on a particular individual who might show up
2: to the wow, revival. That's, I mean,
0: if I have a church and I'm a pastor of a church and I'm running a church and and uh, you know somebody who's a witch doctor walks in the door. I'm just being extreme here, but but somebody walks in the door just because they walked in the door and want to see what's going on doesn't mean then that my church is suddenly now a coven or whatever. <laughs> right. You know, I'm being <laughs> a, be a little it's extreme fine, here, yeah. but yeah. but my, that's my point. You can't just associate a movement with a particular person. And you and you're right, show you don't know. Yeah. pre people's hearts the minute we start judging people's hearts is when we get into trouble
1: yeah and if you're turning away people because you don't want the perception of it mm-hmm. to be attached to your reputation that's disgusting like i i really feel <laughs> yeah. like god is so against that he never stood for that he was always welcoming people who could have made him look bad it's true and <laughs> i i think if so and what 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 do they expect they want people at asbury to be like actually you have a bit of a a storied past. I I don't really right. think you should come because you're right. gonna make us look like we might have a storied past. Right. Or, or look oh, at the way have, you're
2: dressed, you don't belong here. Or you have
1: some controversial beliefs that swing right or swing left. Mm-hmm. I I don't think we want to. Like, what do we expect them to do? Do we want them to start closing doors to certain people? Is that? I think we can ask ourselves: Is that genuinely what we want? No. That's not how That's Jesus not ever Jesus was. <laughs> no,
0: and we and we've done that all too often in the church. Yeah, as a body, we've we've defined what a person, what what a theologically perfect person or a, mm. a certain Christian is supposed to look like.
1: It always looks like yourself. Like everyone That's, defines it as, oh, it looks exactly like me.
0: <laughs> well, ultimately, right, none I of us right.
2: have it all figured out. <laughs> right. None <laughs> of us are perfect.
0: I love C.S. Lewis talks about um, it's, you know, in his time and his era that, that there are um, people who will look at certain elements of how we believe what we believe. So, in other words, there's, there's what we believe. We believe in Jesus, right? But then there's also sort of the mechanics of how it all works. And sometimes we make Christianity that. Mm. So, not the core thing, but the things that help us to explain it. But we have difference of, differences of opinions on that.
1: Different interpretations. Different interpretations. I mean, there's some yeah.
0: core things that we yeah. can all, you know, there's creedal things. But then there's things that, that we disagree with. And we make our perception so, of what we think those, you know, those correct explanations are to be our Christianity. Hmm. Which then causes the exclusion of, of of other people from our communities or whatever. Now this is this is a whole other topic because obviously <laughs> there's things that that are things that Christians have to believe and agree upon. We need to believe that Jesus is the only way. That's mm-hmm. pretty pretty central. But there's other things like that.
2: He died. He was resurrected. He died for the dead. Those are know. non-negotiables. Non-negotiables.
0: But there's other things that are more second order. So all all this to say is that back to the revival is that. Just because it doesn't look like you, I like how you put that, Janie, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't look like your perception of how God has moved, which is honestly so often based on how you've seen him or not seen him move in your own life, that from that place, you really, you can't just cast judgment on it. Yeah. And you have to reflect inwards.
1: Yeah. And if we get to the point where we want to protect people, we can pray to God and just say, God, if this isn't from you, protect your children we don't have to go slandering. I think there's a way of going about it when we have doubts on something, being open to the spirit, being open to God, and just giving God, saying, hey, if this isn't from you, protect your children. I pray for this, yeah. this, and this. But if it is of you, I pray that this expands. I pray it mm-hmm. spreads to the whole world. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: really, it's just praying, God, if the, I want you. I want for your mm-hmm. hand to be on this world, and it doesn't have to look the way I want it to look.
0: Yeah. And actually hope it doesn't look the way we want it to look, right? Because the way way we want it to look probably will be just not to to the fullness of the way God wants to do it.
2: Well, and when God comes in and surprises us, I mean, what awe and what wonder we can say, wow, you even did that, Lord.
0: Yeah, I'd rather be surprised. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: By what he does. Yeah. Than to have him come and just do it the way I think he should do it. Right. And isn't that a trouble, a problem that we get into a lot in the church when we try to manufacture revival? Yeah. We, we say, well, God did it this way before, so therefore let's keep trying to, so he'll do it again that way. Yeah. Instead of saying, well, wait a minute, he might surprise us and do it entirely differently.
1: Yeah. I almost feel like, I mean, we were talking, about, before the podcast, we were talking about the schools of thought with revival. Yeah. And how some people think, you know, there's a way of inviting revival and then some people think there's no way it's just going to be God and there's a difference on opinion but I do think that they both have something you know to offer and I, I really do think that if you're just seeking God and you're truly looking to his heart if revival comes it's something to celebrate it's so exciting but it's not something to be like okay well last time we, did this and we tied our shoes this way and we're going to do it again this time so we can step in the same spots and so hire the same people. And it's just, I think God is looking to be fun. Like, I don't think he's looking to be this guy who's just like, you didn't do that exactly right. I'm not going to come today.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. And that's... Because that
2: just becomes religion.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think he's looking for us to perform for him to come. I think he's always looking... For open hearts. Yeah. And for willing... Har- I, I just think he wants to come. I think we're we're missing it. He wants to come.
0: Yeah. Oh, he does. And again, I just love that he did it with those kids. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing.
1: And apparently, like, just seeing how different places are experiencing revival now, it's like, I don't know if it's because they see it's possible and then they're opening their hearts or if God is... This is the start of a wave that we were talking about. Well,
0: let's talk about that for a sec, actually, because, yeah. you know, in the... I remember watching the videos of um, the tsunami in the Thailand. Yeah. yeah, the Thailand one. And, and tsunamis act differently. And I was reading about tsunamis today because I want to make sure that <laughs> I was speaking correctly here. But the one that happened, at least in the area that I was watching the videos of, and when the tsunami came, it was almost like there was initial pulses of the waves before the big ones hit. So there's was this... Uh, pool like a poolside thing and so this little pool kind of came over or uh, the wave came over and just started to fill the pool and then another one another one pretty soon it was like knocking everything over and everything and i kind of i don't know but there is this tsunami we've talked about this before this incredible tsunami of love that's coming how god chooses to manifest it he'll choose to manifest it but it is coming the roar is on the horizon i mean it's it's coming and I just wonder if this is the beginnings of those first pulses. Mm. The first pulses of that wave that's coming.
1: Yeah. I'm so exciting. It's exciting. It is oh, exciting to think about. It's
0: unbelievably exciting. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, all all we can do is just see what God does. I mean, he did what he did in that place when he decided to do it. And we'll see where he does it next. Mm. Yeah, the and next pulse comes. The next yeah, wave whatever begins comes to wash next,
2: We know that what he has done is good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we can just wait with expectation to see what the next thing he's going to do is.
0: Yeah. And the only thing that I'm absolutely 100% certain of it is that it is coming.
2: Mm.
0: It is coming. It is coming. And which is why in the heart of this ministry is to help yeah. the body, help the body of Christ, the church, be prepared for that wave when it comes. We,
2: yeah. We can't know a timetable or... right. You know, even if these are the first pulses, who knows how long the scope is for that. Right. But
0: but it is really exciting. It is. Yeah. What's gonna come. Just I'm I just keep getting overwhelmed, even as we're talking about just picturing those kids at that revival and and what they were experiencing, the true repentance, the joy, the, the life transformation, all those things. Just amazing. Mm. So let's pray for them. And let's also pray for what god is about to do shall we pray yes all right well i we we so rejoice with you god over what you are doing have done are going to do with those youth at asbury this revival that from their perspective came out of nowhere from all of our perspective, came out of nowhere. And yet you knew you chose this time for it to happen and these kids for it to happen with. And so thank you. We rejoice with you, Father. We rejoice with you, Jesus. We rejoice with you, Holy Spirit. Even now, we rejoice with every one of those uh, young people who've been impacted by this, who've helped lead this, who have had their hearts changed, who've had healings, who've had been delivered of things, who have who are just not the same people they were a couple weeks ago. This is just who you are. This is what you do, God, because you love us. You love this world that you made. You love every single person that you've put on this earth. You made them. And it's your heart, your deep heart, for each person on this earth to know just how real your love is for them, for us how much you love us, that you really, really do love each one of us that you have made. And that your desire is to bring us all back home to you, into restored relationship with you. Because that's where peace is found. That's where hope is. That's where joy is. That's where where relief is that's where freedom from our pains and sufferings and hurts and all the things of this world that's where it's found and oh father that's what this world needs our broken our hurting our confused our distorted our world that's filled with anger and, and hate and doesn't know how to sow love or be peacemakers that just doesn't know all this stuff that looks that's you it doesn't know you it doesn't know your character it doesn't know who you are God, you never, ever turned your back. And it is truly your heart that, again, all would be reconciled to you. And Father, we pray that that's so. That there's this wave, this tsunami of love comes. First impulses, however big or small those are. And then when the final roaring wave does come, maybe it's a few of those too. That when it comes, that the world will receive you or receive what you're pouring out. And hearts will be made soft and whole. God, I really believe that this is your heart. I really believe this is your heart. I pray for anybody who's listening right now who is yearning and longing for for this, for more, to really know and believe in their heart of hearts that they are loved, they matter you who are listening, you are loved and you matter. No matter what's happened in your life, however good or however bad, you are loved and you matter. And God came already once for you and he's coming back again because he loves you. I just pray that in your heart that you'll receive that And you will turn or return to the one who loves you. He He is waiting. He is alive. He is true. He is faithful. God, sweep over this earth. Sweep over this earth with your love. Oh, we need you. I love you and we pray this before I close in prayers or anything you guys want to add to that actually
1: yeah we just thank you Jesus for everything that you're doing I agree with everything and I thank you for the way you're moving and I I pray for when that like as this is Pausing for you to continue working in these college students' lives in the exact way that you intend. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Lord. I just you. let our hearts be open to all that you want to accomplish. Help us to, to experience what it means to surrender to you.
0: Mm-hmm. So we thank you again. For your love, thank you for loving us, all of us, right now, at this very moment, this very second. Your love is being poured out, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
2: amen.
0: Well, there's much more we could talk about <laughs> in this subject, but I think we covered a lot of ground, and we'll, um, not sure when... We, we have some other interviews that hopefully are coming up as well. So stay tuned, everybody. We're uh, really hoping that you're blessed through what we're sharing. We get blessed just by talking about it and stuff. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun. And uh, I guess we'll talk to everybody next time. God bless everyone. Bye-bye.
2: You've been listening to the What If We Loved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to subscribe and also leave us a rating. It really helps us get the word out there. For more information about our ministry, Love Inside Out, please visit our website at loveinsideout.org. Thanks for listening.